Are we one step closer to a treatment for Alzheimer's? This story certainly caught my eye, and certainly if you've had anyone in your life who's had a dementia and Alzheimer's, then certainly you want good news. But for the first time in 20 years, U.S. health officials have approved the first new drug that is supposed to treat the actual underlying disease rather than just manage the symptoms, things like anxiety and insomnia. And if this drug works... I guess it would be a major game player, but the question is, does it work? So the FDA approved the drug, but there are warnings that it hasn't been shown to work. It's based on results that show it's likely to work. One study actually showed that it doesn't reverse the disease, it just slows it. Let's ask Dr. Sharon Cohen, who deals with this issue every single day. She's the head of the medical director at Toronto Memory Program. Good to have you, doctor. Great to be here, thanks, Alex. Yes, this is a, is a transformative time in Alzheimer's disease. As you mentioned, uh, you know, no new treatments in the last 18 years and the first ever approval of a drug that can slow the disease. So um, oh. happy to explain why that's important, but sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's a, it's a weird name, aducanumab. You'll say it better than I will. Um, what is it and what is it supposed to do, but what are you hoping it can do? Yeah, great question. Yeah, all of these drugs that end in MAB, that stands for monoclonal antibody, M-A-B, and they're all long names, aducanumab for this one. And this is a very well-studied antibody. It's been undergoing clinical trials for many years. It is a antibody that draws amyloid out of the brain. And amyloid is the earliest change in the brain we can detect in people developing Alzheimer's disease. Amyloid is a sticky protein that causes brain cells to die and causes other things to happen in the brain that also cause brain cells to die. So you get this slow trajectory of people with mild symptoms becoming more moderate, more severe, and ultimately losing millions of brain cells because of the underlying changes in the brain. What we know about aducanumab from the phase three program, so this, this drug did get to phase three, and with this phase three program data, we know very clearly that aducanumab removes amyloid from the brain. There's no controversy about that piece. And if we believe that amyloid is the bad actor early on and drives the disease early on, then treating this uh, protein, removing it from the brain, is expected to allow people to do better. Just the way if you remove the agent causing the cancer or the underlying cancer, you expect cancer patients to do better. Mm -hmm. The same idea, you've got this surrogate marker. The piece that has been controversial is the fact that in the phase two, sorry, phase three program, there were two trials. They were large trials. They were designed the same way. And one trial showed very consistent positive results whereas the other didn't. And so the question is, well, why was one trial successful and the other not? And that's where some of the, the controversy and the statements about, well, it hasn't been proven to be beneficial because both trials weren't positive. So I can... And we approve, and we approve drugs here in this country much, much slower than they do in the United States. So it may be many, many moons before it comes here. But I would have to think, I mean, anyone getting diagnosed with, with something like Alzheimer's, We'll try anything. I mean, if they said to me tomorrow, here, we've got a drug, we don't know if it works, but I'd say sign me up. So there will be a lot of people who are very, um, you know, curious about this and, and probably open to trying it because, you know, Alzheimer's is one of those diseases that once it starts, you can't stop it unless you've got some kind of medicine to do so. 
Right. So the medicines that have been approved for the last 20 years modestly help symptoms and not indefinitely, and people continue to decline from this disease. So you're quite right. There's a huge unmet need. People who know this disease close up through friends or family members want to do what they can. And doing something early makes a lot of sense because in the early stages of Alzheimer's disease, people can still be functioning well and quality of life can be good. Even if you're a bit forgetful, you compensate for that and you can still do a lot of things. Later on in the disease, not so much. Then it's very, very challenging. Mm -hmm. So yes, people will want this drug. The um, phase three clinical trial program data comes from people who are early in the disease, so with what we call mild cognitive impairment due to Alzheimer's or mild Alzheimer's disease dementia. And this is the group of patients that we expect to get the best response, not so much people who are later in the disease, although the FDA approval hasn't um, confined the use of the drug to any particular segment of the spectrum of Alzheimer's. They've left it up to the experts and, and the payers, I guess, to decide what Health Canada will decide in the future and how soon they may approve aducanumab. We don't know, but the expectation would be that by next year, there would be a decision and that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite hopeful that uh, the data is positive enough, not just for the underlying biomarker, amyloid, being removed, but there's enough data to show that we're slowing down the disease. And as I said too many times, so many times, slowing down at an early stage really buys people high-quality uh, life, uh, time uh, to enjoy family, to be home, and that this is very important. What the FDA has required is that additional study goes on. So while the drug's approved, there will still be a phase four program. Um, we don't know the details of the phase four program yet, but I'm hopeful that Canadians will be able to access that program and enroll in a trial and access aducanumab through the phase four study. And this will provide us more real world data. And that, that's... Do, you, do you see this as a, a game changer? Oh, I, I do. Mean, do you, okay, so you see this as a game changer, and and could there be better drugs? Even you know, once we get this, you know, are we looking at a cure at some point? Yeah, Alex, this is really really important because you know to have the best in class, you need the first in class. You need the first yeah. disease modifier, okay. and then you can have head to head trials. You can build on the data and the success. There are many other drugs in the pipeline, but to um, uh, revitalize the field is so important. And when you have failure after failure, I mean, not mm -hmm. to say we should approve a drug that doesn't work. That's not what's happening here. But we're saying this first drug doesn't have to be the be all and end all. It doesn't have to be the cure. It just has to be an incremental step. And now we can uh, test other drugs in comparison or um, even more so try combination therapy. And for complicated diseases such as cancers, and other diseases, HIV, we use combination therapy. We don't expect one drug to get at all of the changes going on that underlie a disease. And so with Alzheimer's, once you have a first drug approved, then you can add drugs in other classes to, um, to get that, that combination that might be a winning approach. Yeah, I think with the um, rush of vaccines to market, you know, the, the expedience behind it, I think people are looking at this saying, well, where there's a will, there's a way we can get these things mm -hmm. done. And so uh, hopefully this is a game changer. It certainly is uh, sounding optimistic. So I'll look forward to more news, but it certainly, um, it certainly caught my eye and I hope it is the game changer that you speak of. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more, and not just in terms of accelerating therapeutics, but also the diagnostics. People are going to yeah. come forward and say, you know, forget about stigma. 
I've got forgetfulness. Do I qualify for this drug? And they're going to need to be diagnosed, and we're going to need better technology for that and more hands-on deck. So I think the potential is there to really reorganize our healthcare system so that we can address people honestly and sort out their memory problems rather than just let them kind of spin their wheels for a while and wonder if this is just yeah. normal aging. Oh, gosh. My lips to God's ears. Doctor, I appreciate your time on this. So great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on the show. That is Dr. Sharon Cohen, and the program she is with is Toronto Memory Program. And, of course, as we all get older, these things start to matter a whole lot more. So we'll keep our eye on that one.